welcome to episode 71 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kids. They're nine, seven, and five. I cannot believe they're that old. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere I could find a recipe on the World Wide Web. And we have all these recipes, any tips we figured out, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. And if you want some preview action, we can always send that to you by if you subscribe to our newsletter. And in there, I put the episode link, any new recipes that have been kind of kicking around, but maybe hadn't made the cut for an episode. I don't know, just a bunch of stuff. I send that out on fun stuff. Yeah. Maybe a maybe hilarious gif, you know? Sometimes you do go crazy in the newsletter. It's quite if we're the thing. extra lucky. <laughs> I usually get a comment from Betsy the day that day. <laughs> in any case, Monday morning that comes right to your inbox. You can subscribe. Just go to dinnersisters.com or you can find a link to that on our Facebook page. There's a little button on the left hand side where you can subscribe. What are our recipes this week, Betsy? Okay. This week we have grilled chicken cob salad from Damn Delicious, Thai Larb from Walk and Skillet. And cherry peach panzanella from What's Gobby Cooking? Yes. So if you were listening at all last week, you know, at the very, very end, we usually preview a little bit about what we're going to do for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling to find a title. I um, landed actually on Summer Entertaining. It's very right? nice, Kate, because it was yeah. a struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you nixed fun salad, so that <laughs> yeah, wasn't it's a little better. <laughs> it's a little better. In any case, uh, there are three recipes here in this episode that use that either use the grill, they use some summer fruits and veggies, fresh flavors that are perfect for having people over by the pool, at the park, at the beach. I don't know wherever you want to have some folks over and maybe just kind of celebrate being outside. Yeah, I love this. This was just kind of the summer episode pick-me-up that I needed. So let's dive in here, Kate. Our first recipe, what is it? Okay, so our first recipe is grilled chicken cob salad from Damn Delicious. I personally love a cob salad. I mean, I don't know people who don't love cob salads. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. It's classic, right? It's got bacon. It's got avocado. This one's got a little chicken, tomatoes for health. Right. The veggie. (laughs) I mean, these honestly can be pretty heavy salads, but I thought this one isn't that way at all while still having that kind of heft to make it a dinner dinner salad. Mm -hmm. So what you do to make it, you marinate some chicken thighs in a really easy marinade of soy sauce, some rosemary, garlic, you know, the olive oil, salt and pepper. Leave that in the fridge for a couple hours to maybe even overnight. Uh, You just grill those chicken thighs until they're done, which took me on my grill about 15 to 20 minutes. But, you know, use your meat thermometer, um, make, use your own grill. You'll know you at the time. Meanwhile, you also make a honey Dijon vinaigrette. That's really simple. It's just white wine vinegar, olive oil, um, the mustard, a little bit of honey, salt and pepper. And then the salad itself is um, romaine lettuce, sliced red onion, tomatoes, uh, cooked bacon. It's kind of crumbled up, soft boiled eggs and avocado. 
So what you do, you just make this, you know, arrange it as, as nicely or as not. You know, you could also throw this in a bowl. Mm-hmm. That is also fine. Right. But I like did a little platter and mm-hmm. then you put your chicken thighs on top of that platter salad, drizzle it with just dressing. And you have this dinner salad that feels like kind of decadent, but also super summery because it's not too heavy. So how did you like this, Betsy? I really liked this. First of mm. all, because I love a chicken thigh on the grill, like a boneless, skinless you know. chicken thigh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which is what I use for this. Did it call for boneless, skinless? I can't remember. It did. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that can get a little bit old, you know, just like yep. kind of every like, time. Here's your chicken thigh. Here's some chicken thigh with some corn on the cob and <laughs> right. there we go again. And I mean, no one's ever sad about it, but it's never surprising people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this felt like just kind of the change up that I needed, a little shake up in our summer grilling situation and honestly who doesn't love a cob salad so this is like one of those familiar flavors crowd pleasing dishes yeah i felt like if you were going to have people over who Mm -hmm. maybe didn't know their tastes too well but you knew they were like they would eat a salad hard you know maybe definitely you can't this is not a vegetarian friendly meal let's just call that out right um although you could do it with firm tofu Mm -hmm. yep and not do bacon Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that, um, and which would actually make it. And good. you take the honey out of the dressing, it would make it vegan. Oh, truth be told, yeah. Look at that, so flexible here, so flexible. Look at mm-hmm. us. Um, if you're not a chicken thigh person and you know who you are, this could easily be done with chicken breast. So there's that too. Um, I just chicken thighs are so economical and tasty. It's hard mm-hmm. to overcook them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a chicken thigh, thigh fan for life. Um, and you know, as per usual for me, if I, I made this, James's travels a lot this mm-hmm. um, next kind of month or so, and so I was making these mainly for myself. And when mm-hmm. he came home, he could you know eat the leftovers. Um, so you know, if you're for a smaller group, you can always leave the dressing on the side or only dress like part of the salad if you yeah. want some leftovers right that way everything stays nice and fresh it's the oil in the salad that breaks down the greens you just don't want to have that like mushy in the fridge this is lovely four to five for me yeah same here four to five for me i thought this was great we'll probably make it again and just crowd pleasing flavors all right mm-hmm. next up we have thai larb from walk and skillet so for those of you who aren't familiar um, mm-hmm. Larb is a dish made with ground meat, usually pork, that's sautéed and then served cool or, you know, at room temperature. It's it's um, Thai or Laotian origin, that kind of area of the world. I haven't done too much research on the history of Larb, of exactly who has made it traditionally, but um, that's the general broad strokes. I've had this at Thai and, um, and also Laotian restaurants in the past, and it's always so perfect for summer because it's herby, but still has that pork. It's a little chilled. It's not hot. Okay. Let me tell Mm -hmm. you how to make it. So for this recipe, you brown some shallots in a little bit of oil, then add in a pound of ground pork and just cook it through like you're browning, you know, ground meat. You add a little bit of a sauce with fish sauce and lime juice and some water. Reduce that down. So you've got your pork with that fish sauce and lime juice, and then you add a thickener. And traditionally, and and this recipe does say, you toast and then grind sticky or glutinous rice. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to do that. You know, I love a little project with a weird ingredient, but I didn't have time to do it. (laughs) Um, So there is an option um, of just using finely ground roasted peanuts. So Mm -hmm. I took that option. Yep. And... uh, 
put the peanuts in, add some brown sugar and chili powder, and then you take it out of the pan and let it cool. When it's about at room temperature, you add in a bunch of chopped basil and mint and some thinly sliced red onions. And in this recipe, it has you make some lettuce boats out of some romaine lettuce, which I did. I thought that was just delightful. Mm -hmm. Or you can serve it with rice, which was James' option. He was not interested in a lettuce boat that night. He's <laughs> like, no, I'll, just, I'll take some rice if that's yeah. all right. And I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so it's a little spicy. It's a little sweet with that richness of pork cut with all those herbs. Plus, you know, our hero, the fish sauce. Makes an appearance again. Right? When are we going to get sponsored by a fish sauce company? That's what I want to know. It's in our future, Kate. I feel Make it. Make it happen. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What did you think? I liked this. So I thought those lettuce bowls were kind of like a nice light feeling for yeah. a summer a summer dish. And again, I'm loving all these recipes with all these herbs in them. And you just feel. Mm-hmm. I love that um, summer feel to it. You know, and people with herb gardens. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us who grow, like growing herbs is like a fun, easy thing to do for gardening. Yep. And then you often don't have recipes to use things. And basil or, and mint are two very commonly grown Oh yeah, herb garden. Even, even I can grow mint in my very sad patio garden. Yeah, exactly. And this would make you feel really good about your mint and basil, right? Like, mm-hmm. It did for me. Yeah. Like this is a really <laughs> kind of – look at me master chefing here with my kitchen garden. Uh, yeah. yeah, which is really satisfying. And I think ground pork is just like a really easy to work with ingredient. And the rest mm-hmm. – Felt kind of pantry friendly. So to me, all of yeah. these components just kind of came together easily and felt yeah satisfying but not challenging, which I liked. Yeah, I agree. James was over the moon for this. So we ate – I made the full recipe. Mm-hmm. And we ate this like a pound of ground pork between the two of us in like yeah. two days. In any case, you know, this is a five out of five for me. I do want to say this is a simplified recipe – from a Thai cook. So she's someone who's made this recipe before. It's one of her home recipes. Um, But I have seen other versions of larb that use um, perhaps a wider spectrum of herbs and um, ingredients. So there are definitely versions that have more steps and are a bit more intricate. Maybe, you know, I hate to like say the word authentic here because I don't think that's the case. But larb is definitely something that can be kind of a simple dish to something that's kind of complicated and and filled with different kinds of herbs. Um, So you can kind of seek that out. Food and Wine had a version that looked like it could take (laughs) several shopping trips in my area. Oh, that's funny. Well, I I appreciate it because I thought this was delicious and I'm going four to five on this. High four to five. Yeah. This, This, gosh, guys, if you like herby like, I can't sell this enough. I really mm-hmm. hope people try this recipe. Yeah. Okay. Last recipe, Betsy. It is cherry peach panzanella from What's Gobby Cooking? Okay. So this is a summer stone fruit. You know, stone fruits being cherries and peaches and plums and all those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Twist on a panzanella salad. And panzanella salads are actually usually... usually um, tomatoes and bread tossed together with some oil, vinegar, fresh basil, sometimes mozzarella in there, sometimes not. But Mm -hmm. panzanella essentially always has bread um, and some sort of tomato, usually. In this case, we're using fruits. So this actually reminded me of that heirloom and snow fruit Mm -hmm. tomato salad. Remember that, Betsy? I do. I do. So delicious. And we'll link to that because y'all need to make it this summer, too. Um, But this is a a different kind of twist on that. So for this one, you just slice up a couple peaches, slice up a couple plums and a few nectarines, 
pit some red cherries and rainier cherries. And rainier cherries are like the expensive ones that are like a little yellow, you know? Oh, yeah. I didn't get those. I got the yeah. uh, on sale red cherries right now. And that's yeah. just all also, I used. Also totally fine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, likewise, if you go to the farmer's market, you know, really the world's your oyster. The thing is, this is like a nice, beautiful variety of summer stone fruit. You make a vinaigrette with champagne vinegar, garlic, lemon juice, honey, and olive oil. And you toast some torn ciabatta bread. That's the kind of holy Italian bread that you can get. Sometimes I, I actually bought a roll, a ciabatta roll, because it call, calls for a, a quarter of a loaf. Oh, yeah. I just used a, um, a French bread loaf for this, also to be fine. honest. You know, yeah. I mean, I was just like, all right, let's just get myself. Yeah. Up. Key to this, flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. This is the best part. Then you just take all the fruit, arrange it beautifully with some ciabatta croutons or French bread croutons, um, and then you pull apart a ball of burrata cheese, Mm -hmm. which is like the most decadent, amazing cheese on the planet, I think, in some cases. It's it's, Imagine a fresh mozzarella cheese ball, right, with cream on the inside. Yes. Pull it apart, Mm -hmm. and the cream is coming out, and it's like the best thing in the world. Um, Drizzle that whole thing with vinaigrette, sprinkle fresh basil everywhere. Holy cow. This was summer on a plate for me. What did you think? So I loved this, Kate. And (laughs) so good. It was so good. I actually made this for lunch for myself one day. Good for you. Which was really delicious. And I bought the burrata and it's like a little bit pricey, but you know what? I saw like Costco has burrata now. Mm. It was advertised to me on Instagram or something. So if you're a Costco (laughs) shopper, that might be something to look for. But it's kind of worth it for this very summery treat yourself salad. Yes. Because it was delicious. And it will be a salad that I think about like in January. I'll think, remember that lovely summer day when I had that stone fruit burrata panzanella mm-hmm. salad which was so amazing and was like summer in a bowl so yeah. yeah this is like celebration of summer make it when all the fruits are at their absolute peak mm-hmm. splurge a little bit on a piece of burrata yeah. i only could find an eight ounce ball of burrata and hers recipe calls for 12 ah, matters like that's no. fine yeah you i know? think this it is very flexible total. Yeah. Um, if you can't find burrata or you don't want to splurge for that, that ball of like, you know, cheese, fresh mozzarella worked, would mm-hmm. re- work really, really well. Yep. Um, still be delicious. Uh, I usually don't add dressings to salads that I'm going to keep for a while because it was just me eating this um, like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I did for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I got all like crazy with the, <laughs> it was like the peaches were so go delicious. You were just going. all in, right? Yeah. Um, I will say this, this kept like a day and it was fine. The second day... Um, the peaches got a little mushy. Croutons weren't that great, but I didn't really care. It still tasted so good to me. Mm-hmm. So this is a high five out of five. I mean, if you're going to have a dinner party. Oh, yeah. And you just this you will be people will think you're a hero. People will think you are like amazing, amazing. And they will love it and they will remember it in mm. January when we're all eating stew. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What was your winner on the day? I mean, I think it's obvious at this point. The panzanella. I'm with it's you. Wet. Yeah, me too. This was just summer, summer, summer. I was so happy mm-hmm. that we made this recipe this week. Awesome. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. You'll find links to all the recipes 
as well as any tips or techniques that we discussed. Um, and also any links to any other things that we talked about, like that food and wine version of the larb, uh, that, that tomato um, and stone fruit salad that we talked about. I also make a shopping list every week. So if you want to take that and use an Excel spreadsheet to help you shop for these recipes, we got there that have that there too. And if you'd like to chat with us more, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. All right, Kate, before we go to the smorgasbord today, we are going to do play a little trailer clip from another podcast that we really like and enjoy. So fun. This podcast is called Didn't I Just Feed You? Hosts are Stacey Billis and Megan Spawn. I will say, guys, Megan Spawn writes for the kitchen and she wrote the broccoli subs recipe that everyone loves. Oh, so that's right. If you want a little reference point, that, there's that. A weekly podcast about feeding our families, even for parents who hate to cook, which is Ooh, funny. wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bold statement. Bold statement. So every <laughs> week, professional cooks Stacey and Megan get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens. And they have episodes like How to Turn Nachos into Family Dinner Night, The Magic mm. of Meatballs, Solving after school, solving the After School Snack Problem, Reducing Kitchen Weight and Debt at Once. Ooh. And they chat with some really fun guests from Food Network stars Artie Sequira. That's Artie Party. We did her. Um... The Sag Paneer. Sag Paneer. They're real experts on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even fun. So if you want to tune into them, it's Didn't I Just Feed You? You can find them under Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook. It's available wherever each podcasts. Take a listen to the trailer, and then we are going to head right into the smorgasbord. Hey, guys. This is Stacy and Megan. If you're loving this podcast, we think you'll also love our show, Didn't I Just Feed You?, a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for you parents who hate to cook. Stacy and I are both professional food writers and recipe developers who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens, because we're also very busy working moms. Sometimes we even talk about how to feed ourselves. Imagine that. From how to turn nachos into a family dinner to the magic of meatballs, solving the after-school snack problem to reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once, we chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms. They're real experts. We are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit fun. Find us as Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your favorite podcast or subscribe wherever you're listening right now. You can also find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook too. On to the smorgasbord, we're going to revisit our summer stretches. We talked about, you know, doing some challenges this summer, Kate. What are yeah. you up to? How is your kombucha going? That was your June goal. Uh, well, remember how we said it was an ambitious thing to do? It was ambitious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I really underestimated my travel for June. So, and then my friend was like, by the way, there's a kombucha workshop that's happening in July. Do you want to do that? And I was like, yes, I do. And so... This is my podcast. I'm going to expand my June into July. <laughs> Have it be in June, a great July. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy she suggested it. Mm -hmm. It was a workshop on a local farm, which is even better, right? Yeah. And a woman who is um, works in food in Providence ran it. And she has like Betsy. This kombucha that she's got going, it looks like it's from something from another planet. She has a two gallon. No. Yeah. Two to three gallon continuously brewing kombucha thing oh it's a lot 
Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So she knew her stuff. Um, also, this is like very satisfying for a biology major in me, right? Mm-hmm. I can't get my, my kabucha started yet because now I'm going away again. I have a trip for work and then you and I are meeting in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But when I get back, I am super excited because she had all these ideas for flavors. Um, she made an elderflower one. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Okay. She made another one with like rhubarb. Mm hmm. Which I thought sounded amazing. And then just some other recipes, like I made a peach ginger. We all got a little bottle to like secondary ferment. Oh, which okay. is when you put the fruit in. Okay. Okay. And so I made a little bottle, and we can kind of custom make our matches, right? So I made a little bottle of peach ginger. It was so amazing. So I'm really excited to try it out at the end of July. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that your kombucha. Uh, stretch goal though got you to this really fun workshop and class i mean totally. that's a cool outcome I very like much so yeah, yeah that's a win mm-hmm. and you're gonna have just amazing gut health after this <laughs> I know. as soon as you can get that kombucha growing mm-hmm. going here and fermenting mm-hmm. yes be full of probiotics I'm, I'm just gonna be like amazing yeah it's just my stomach's gonna be so amazing <laughs> all right betsy <laughs> how about yours yours your stomach could also be amazing uh-huh. delicious treats how about dairy. your summer stretch dairy there's so much dairy i think that's what all the health and wellness podcasts yeah. talk about is like mm-hmm. just fill up, up with your dairy and dairy <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> are you eating enough dairy right specifically high fat dairy uh-huh uh-huh so uh i will tell you my ice cream with the cuisinart just was not great oh, i thought it was ooh. fine but it was I, and I don't know if I need to troubleshoot with this or something, yeah. but it was – it always ended up with kind of that like like a grainy soft serve. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah. Did when, you freeze it afterwards? I did. I did. And then the fruit in there was like rock hard, but the oh. ice cream was still – Maybe we need to get you some recipes. Mm. What were you using? I was using the Cuisinart recipe book that it came mm. with. Um, no, I got to hook you up with some recipes. We should okay. try this again. Well, I'm not sure if I want to do like stovetop recipes because I looked some of those up online and I was trying to do this at the cabin uh-huh. and I was like, well, I don't have a stove up here. Uh, and I know there's a bunch of no churn things. I didn't mm-hmm. go down that rabbit hole. Do you know what I like, actually? What? And my friend Allison, who's amazing, got me this mm-hmm. book of Jenny's ice creams. So she's okay. like a, a semi-national brand. Yeah, we've like, got one here. Like, Right, you've got one in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And her base is actually you you do heat it up, right? You do have to heat it up. But um, it's not a a custard. You're just heating it up to, like, make everything. And the binder is actually a little bit of cream cheese. Oh, weird. Okay, that wasn't in this. Well, maybe I'll take another um, stab I'll send you some recipes. Okay. And maybe maybe you'll like that better. But, you know, what did did you make other stuff instead? I got a popsicle mold. We made lots oh, of popsicles fun. with our fresh berries and our yogurt. And we did the Marie's um, suggestion of like breakfast popsicles, which was essentially Ooh. like do some frozen yogurt. We just honestly, we just put like yogurt and berries in the mold and froze those. And that sounds amazing. We didn't do anything special. Uh, but then there was a little discussion on the Facebook group. Like your kids can just have that for breakfast. Then it's like a popsicle for breakfast, oh which gosh. is the equivalent of eating like some yogurt and berries, which is fine, you know? Yeah. That's great. Um, so that was fun. And then, you know, we made that icebox cake for the uh, episode last week. And honestly, Betsy, you whipped cream with a fork. Yeah. You deserve all, all of the credit. <laughs> I did. I went like really little house in the prairie on that. And so 
I, and I think I also, the icebox cake was kind of a discovery, a frozen treat discovery yeah. for me. So I would say that's successful. I, I, I had a I successful guess, June on this. You totally did. Total yeah. credit. All right. Well, I'm also excited for our July goal, which is throw a party. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've completely landed. We got rejected. One party idea. Our mom rejected. But mm-hmm. we will persevere. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it this it might be birthday party themed because I do like to. It's, we usually go down around my birthday. I usually mm-hmm. have a cool cake thing. Um, but Grant maybe wants to do that cake stuff with me. Yeah, so Grant is my nine-year-old. He's my oldest, and his birthday is on Halloween. And so he generally doesn't have a birthday cake because he has all of his friends over, and then they go trick-or-treating. Right, which so, I think is amazing. Which is really, really fun. So I'll make, like, brownies or something they can just kind of – they're all wanting to just eat pizza and then just get out of our house and go <laughs> run around like maniacs and go get right. candy. So it's not like we're going to serve them a big birthday cake before right. we do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> right? Total idea. Uh, so he does, he doesn't really get a birthday cake usually. And he said this year that he might want to do a birthday cake. Uh, we talked about maybe doing a half birthday with Aunt Kate's mm. birthday. Yes. And they could both kind of do a birthday celebration while we're in Wisconsin. And he could help you make a cake. Yes. So that's well, been we exciting. Had, we already had a conference call. We had a mm-hmm. meeting about this. He yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Very serious. We went through what it should be. It's So far, it's the main theme, I would say, is just generally candy bars for this cake. Yeah. So. Yeah. He likes that. We may all have cavities and or need some insulin afterwards, but I think it'll be super, super fun. Yeah. And you know what? No matter what we do, if the party is just cake, I think we've won. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That's fun. Mm-hmm. All right, Kate. So coming up next week, we are firing up the grill for summer. I am excited. Yes. We are going to try to make some grilled quesadillas, which is either going to be amazing or a nightmare. So I'm looking forward Super to Super fun. It. I haven't yeah. done it yet. So TBD. We'll see. Yeah. It's like a cliffhanger. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff there. If you have some dinner ideas... You can always get in touch with us on Instagram. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast or on Facebook. Same thing at Dinner Sisters Podcast or <laughs> shoot us an email at Dinner Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, could you please leave us a review? We would love it. Even just like click the stars. That'd be awesome. Even better, subscribe. That's how people get to know us and... Um, It'd be just really, really fun for us to see all those reviews and subscriptions. No matter what you do, thanks so much for listening and happy eating. 